Good morning, good evening. Hide your children. They still in turkeys and hams. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to our second episode of Weekend Pearls. I'm your host, Tori. Y'all already know what that's about. Find me, Google me, do what you need to do. Hey, look us up on iTunes. I thought I'd go ahead and plug that. So, before we get started into the show, let me go ahead and say that I have a guest with me this evening that I have known, and I know he's probably going to try to check me on the time frame, because I could be right, I could be wrong, because sometimes I don't know how to count, and sometimes we need an abacus to figure it out. I want to say I've known him, Jesus Christ, 11 going on 12 years. And you know, that means I, I met him when I was 21, so I'm going to stick on that note. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go ahead and introduce him. So, good friend of mine, like I said before, I want to say some 12 years I've known him so far. Great guy. I'm going to tell you, give you a little smidgen of our history, then I'm going to finish introducing him. It's all about Great Barrel. Okay, so good thing about our guest this evening, he is the creator of Joyeux on Jus. I know you say he talk, he bilingual. Yes, I'm bilingual tonight. Oh my god, yes I am. So that was French. That means toys in play. You can find him on Instagram, said Joyeux on Jus. And I'm gonna spell it for you because some of y'all are not crafted with pen and paper. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you type it. J O U E T. S-E-N-J-E-U. Yes, that is French. I know, that's what I said too. Um, you can hit him up on Facebook, Justin McDade. And hold on, last name, M-C-D-A-D-E. And you can also find him on YouTube as well under Joël Sonjou. Again, I'm going to spell it because some of y'all ain't rap type. J-O-U-E-T-S space E-N space J-E-U That's how you'll find his videos on YouTube Man, when I tell you I've been watching them back to back, back to back, back to back I feel like a big old kid that just lost their mind So, without further ado Let's go ahead and welcome Justin to the show Justin Justin, are you there, Justin? Justin I'm here Oh, well look at the, what the Lord has brought in today <laughs> So Justin, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing just peachy. Wow, you are so extra. Hey, so, you know, I'm excited that you decided to join me as one of my special mm-hmm. guests. I'm so excited. So, before we get into the itinerary, because the itinerary is really lined up with some real, <laughs> real crazy stuff. But my thing is, because I've been watching your videos. So, first things first. The whole, the whole toys and thr- how did that even come about? Well, it's I'm a lifelong collector. Ever since I was a little kid, um, I think I seriously started getting into collecting in like my late teens. So for me, I would say roughly about thirty years. I've been a collector. Oh wow! So so let me ask you: Do you remember the first item that you started collecting? Um. I remember the first kind of like major toy that I bought. So I've always had like toys of all kinds growing up, but I've always had an interest in like 
dolls and action figures and I remember I think the first doll that my mom actually bought me was like shaving fun Ken and I was like so excited because you know you could have this little play lather and you could like shave Ken and like the beard disappears and then it was like another version for like the child and so you can play with the little bubbles and act like you're shaving yourself too so it was like really cool to have something like that I am so freaked out. Okay, so let me. <laughs> Y'all have to excuse me because I get tickled real easily by stuff like this. So, is this the Ken? And mind you, you know, you know, because I'm only thirty-two. Um, oh, you are. I am. Look at God. He will redeem and refresh oh, okay. you. So, so though I am thirty-two, I just want to make sure with this Ken doll. It's the Ken doll where you could for thirty-two years. Okay, but that's okay. Continue, sir. Hey, so on that Ken doll. So what I was gonna (laughs) ask was, (laughs) so is this the Ken doll that the one that I I remember there was this commercial that you could do the lather up, but it wasn't a real beard. So once it it was Mm -hmm. like if you did hot water, it disappeared. If you did cold water, it came back. Shut the front door and call me close. Are you serious? Exactly. Exactly. Wow! Oh my God! Oh man! So guys, if y'all are just now tuning in, I advise you, please, 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 look up my homie Justin McDade on YouTube, so you can see these videos under Joes on You. I like that you get able to say it. So that's that's it's like one of my pet peeves is when people try to say it, they say it all types of different ways. I'm like, so so I just tell people right now, Google. Translate is your friend. <laughs> and it works too. So okay, so what I'm gonna do, because guys, y'all have no idea because when I say I've been I've been in this thing, I have been in it. And it's so interesting to see because you rarely ever see someone really I wouldn't I would I would say documenting exactly what this looks like when you're going to, particularly maybe a thrift shop and what have you. And when I saw the thrift store that you went to, I said, Chad, I know he had a field day. So yes. That old Texas thrift giant? Uh Uh-huh, yes. So let me go ahead and play just a little clip of this one. Um, You know, he got his own little music out. It's cute. Get into this thing. Collector's items and some doll play sets. And then moving down, we have some more actual collector dolls here. And again, they are just kind of randomly put on there. So, so far, I'm trying to sort through my different doll accessories. So, I have them kind of organized by brands and types. So, we see in this bin here, we have Barbie um, fashion packs. Those are ones that are not already opened. Fresh dolls, Disney princesses, and then these little dollar um, store ones and the wild hearts. And then here is all my hoarding of the Sparkle Girls. Y'all don't judge me. And then here, just some random crafting supplies that are doll related. And then, as y'all saw before in a previous video, I've put together just some doll kind of house accessories. Then we see some more random accessories. And then some... So guys, y'all have to. So let me just tell you first off. So he's chronicling about what he has right now, going through <clears throat> the stuff in the space. It's like it's very interesting. But if you go back on here and you look at all, he has an assortment of videos. Actually, when he's pulling up to the thrift store, about to go in, he gets in the thrift store, 
and it kills me so this is one thing that i did not understand is that i saw what you were doing but i didn't understand the the resale pro you know the resale mindset for the like you know for the thrift texas thrift giant and i saw that they had the sacks that were like what's that a dollar 96 or something that i'm talking about it was small amounts of money but what i noticed is that when you start making those different tones and um sounds and stuff it was like i don't think they realize exactly what they have right from a collective so standpoint Exactly. So, so the long history of it, I used to um, be an eBay seller and also just a personal seller from a website that I had. So it actually was like a toy store that I had online. And as you know, I used to live in a three-bedroom home. I lived there for like, oh my goodness, maybe like... 14 years and then most recently about two years ago I moved into a studio apartment and it's just a one bedroom so imagine me having a whole room dedicated to toys and dolls a bedroom and then an extra room and then a living space with all this stuff and as you know as you said before we used to work at Crate and Barrel so we had I had all this stuff you know that I've bought for over the years from like Crate and Barrel and other places like that and trying to like transition that into a new place that is completely downsized like a third of the space so that's why I'm trying to organize all what I have and that's why it's in storage because I just don't have you know the the retail space that I used to have before with having an extra room so let me ask you though as so say for instance if i were someone that was wanting to get into you know really thrifting but then also too i am a person that's wanting to potentially start collecting toys of that sort what are some of the first things that a person would need to do to really get involved with that well, you really have to know toy um, history. So it's not just about, oh, you think this is something that is considered vintage or something that you think may be um, valuable. For example, um, many people think that when they look on the back of a doll and they see like a stamp that says like 1966, they're like, oh, this is a vintage Barbie doll. Well, that's actually just the body mold um, trademarking date. And if you look at the doll, the doll may be modern so it may be a doll that was made in the 80s and the 90s and some of those same molds that we call them the molds or face scopes or body scopes they're still used till today so they can have like a scoped trademark of like years past but they're not necessarily considered vintage so you have to kind of know between that and then there's also especially like in the Barbie Mattel world, there are such things that they call repos. Uh, so basically it will be a literal vintage doll that they will repro or remake. And so it'll look almost identical to the original one from like the 60s. And now you can buy it in the modern era but you kind of have to know the difference of why they're different, how they're different. You'll have to look at the text to see how those things look. And they can you can dupe people online, and that's like something very serious. Just like, for example, some of those vintage clothing items can cost upwards of like $100. But it may be a repro. And if you're not looking at the tags and the condition and other identifying marks on it, you could be purchasing something that's really only like a couple of dollars worth instead of like a hundred so it's really knowing the history of the toy that you're trying to buy or sell um will give you the best you know you know knowledge 
to kind of jump into this world because it's not just a straightforward oh this looks like it's old or expensive you have to know the history so let me ask you so is there something that you found recently that was a huge find I find stuff all the time so people call me the toy whisperer because I'm one of those people that I, I just will find. not. I can't. No, no, I won't. No, I will not call you the toy whisperer. No, but season but alarm, baby boy. No, sir. Well, not. There's a reason why, though, because like I will find stuff that most people won't find. And give you a perfect example. Most recently, when I was in Baltimore, about um less than two months ago we oh so hey let me hold, hold on i don't mean to interrupt you say wherever you were again you was you was where i, w- I went to baltimore maryland to see the wretched oh so see see you said the who i went to baltimore maryland to see the wretched and have big fun <laughs> so some of us pronounce baltimore baltimore some of us enunciate Baltimore way more than it should be. It's 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 be more as for some people. So hey, so if some of our Facebook and Instagram friends, they already know who they are. They happen to be in the photo because you know I had caught all types of flack because I'm all off topic. Well, first of how all, do you know this person? Of, well, what is such and such? First off, I'm a nice person. Well, first of all, I, I'm articulate, so excuse me for saying Baltimore. Like, that's how you pronounce it. Bougie. But, okay, we're not going to do that today. So, that's how you pronounce it. Quiet as this kid, but I do apologize for interrupting you. But, oh, did you come over? Well, so when you went to um, Baltimore, did you bring anything back? I did. So, so the reason why I went to Baltimore, this is a really long, complicated story. So, I'm going to try to give you the, the shortest version. So, as adult dog collectors, that's what we call ourselves. People who collect dolls that are not just like what we would call Playline. So, Playline dolls are just like the regular dolls that you'll see at Walmart or Target that a kid would play with. So, for adult dog collectors, we collect things that are fully articulated, that have expensive clothing, that kind of have like a theme, and they are not just like throwaway toys that are maybe like $20 or less. The dolls that we collect are like over $100, $200. And so, we actually went to a convention in Baltimore, the Integrity Toys Convention, and it was the theme of Live from Fashion Week. And you will see people from every walk of life, male, female. Um, you will see people who are business people, who are nurses and doctors, everyday people who just have everyday jobs, just like myself. And it's just a really nice community of people who enjoy collecting toys later on in life. And so that was the reason why we were in Baltimore. So... In the downtime, we went to do some thrift shopping, and I found a very, very rare doll set. It is a Kenmore um, doll kitchen. Now, that doll kitchen is selling on Amazon right now for like $350, and I found it for like $7. You said what, lie, and how much did it cost again, <laughs> huh? 
It Tim. is it it is now and the reason why because it is a lifelike replica of Kenmore appliances. Like it literally if you open it and you'll see it in the video, like it literally has like a dishwasher that has the basket, it has the little spindles in it. Like it is it and the only reason why it, it costs that much now is because they don't make it anymore. So about fifteen years ago they made the set and it was like exclusive to like Sears and I think it was only like $40 but they only made it for one season and so after it didn't sell well they kind of marked it down just to kind of get rid of them but they became popular amongst adult doll collectors because they're very realistic and that's another thing that you'll see Playline, which is again for kids versus adult doll collectors. So you won't see like a lot of the pinks and unnatural colors that you'll see for things like Barbie. In the adult doll collector world, our stuff is going to look just like real replicas of real items. So over time, it became very, very popular. And because it was limitedly produced, it now can run as much as $350 online. And I got it for seven bucks. Well, quiet this is kept. Some people still run themselves for about 10 to 20, depending on what street you're on. But that's neither here oh, nor there. I cannot with you today. <clears throat> well, so, guys, if you are just now tuning in to Weekend Pearls, I do have my special guest host. I have Justin McDade here. Um, and you give my so excited to have. Too. I know. Child, I mean, look, in I mean, order to be known, I mean, they have to know who you are. What if I didn't want people to know I'm my just information like that? I mean, <laughs> you just didn't tell them my whole I real cannot. name. I'm like, I mean, oh. I, do have a I do have a Facebook for you as such you. First off, I was not sent that book. People, if, again, if <laughs> you're just not tuning in. You are correct, wow. sir. You are correct, sir. Oh, you wow. Are. Who does that? Thank you. All right, so... I do have my wonderful and awesome special guest. I do have Justin McDid <laughs> here with us. Um, he again, he is the creator of Joyce Anjou. Oui, oui, I said it, Joyce Anjou. Oh, Toys hell. in Play. Again, you can find him on Facebook under the same name, and I'm gonna spell it for everybody because everybody's not everybody's not yoked the same. So <laughs> you can find him on Facebook or YouTube or both. Please make sure you go see him. Um, we're going to spell it for you. J as in Jack Atlanta. <laughs> o U E T S. A literal space. I mean, spacing like you're writing something. E N. Space like you're writing something. Like you know how you go and and comma. Same thing. J E U. And then also, too. Do me a favor. Make sure you do look him up on Instagram as well. Um, Joyeux Bonjour. It's all one word. J-O-U-E-T-S-E-N-J-E-U. Man, you have to see this. So what we're going to do before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And we will see you guys really shortly.
Hey guys, what's going on? This is your boy Tori. And again, let me go ahead and say thank you for checking into this week's episode of Weekend Pearls. And you already know I'm down for promoting my people. Hey, you already know this next selection is by my girl Jennifer Clemens, aka The Messenger. Perfect picture. Get into it, man. <laughs> I'm saying it's it's kind of funny how how you become the role model that your role models was trying to be, but then it's like ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture where I come from now. I'm just trying to paint, let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank. Get it? Ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture where I come from now. I'm just trying to paint, let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank. Mama raised seven bad kids on our own. Papa picked up, got gonna roll a stone. Mama told us stick together, kids stay strong. Hope you probably give me some your hard boys wrong. I learned to put my pain in a song, every chance that I got. Had my mama six siblings, but I wanted my pops. Double up my money, black my cousin bought me a glock. So caught the game, my brother taught me muscle to hustle the block. Had to get up out of poverty. Mama busting every every day, I was in them streets. But my brother Junior was in them streets first. My brother's in and out of prison like it was a curse. Set the weight on my shoulders like I was born first. Thought I was tripping, but I was living in reverse. Couldn't identify the hurt, so I developed a thirst. And every time a wound opened, look up and came my nerves. Get it? Ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture where I come from now. I'm just trying to paint, let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank. Get it? Ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture, ain't a perfect picture where I come from now. I'm just trying to paint, let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank. Chasing out the change, making dollars out of change. But the more dollars I got, the more problems came. Had a reputation, had to live up to the name. That mean if I had to make the pistol go bang, not a thing, just a part of the code. The streets is cold, keep your enemies in your sights, watch the people you know. Cause they'll be the ones that turn hate Jealousy and envy and cause will make a paper hate a faker Trying to raise generation after generation Then I realized that I couldn't even save them Sent a prayer up to God and told him life is too hard If he can send out something to help us out with these odds I see too much debt, I see too much struggle Complexities of life like a million piece puzzle Find out I couldn't do it by myself Let my pen be my brush, reservoir, I pray it helps, hey. Ain't no perfect picture where Dying every day Ain't no perfect picture where I'm from Pray my words would paint the pain away Ain't no perfect picture, ain't no perfect picture Ain't no perfect picture where I come from now I'm just trying to paint Let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank Get it? Ain't no perfect picture, ain't no perfect picture Ain't no perfect picture where I come from now I'm just trying to paint Let my words be my work while I'm walking the plank Get perfect me, striving for perfection But my pedigree had been fighting against my blessing Only life I knew, had to live it, kept it stressing And when I fell down, I got back up and kept on seven Shed so many tears to the point I couldn't cry Contemplated suicide a couple dozen times Called me crazy cause I always broke my mind Try to change the cycle, cut the black and leave the blind Busting back against the world was like busting blanks Told people that I could, people told me I can't Had the dope to help me cope in the drink to think Walking the life blindfolded like I'm walking the plank Get it? Ooh, child, I didn't think I was gonna make it back. Let's talk to somebody. I ask that you look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, and your neighbor says, huh? Oh, you hear? I said, yes. Let's go ahead and move forward with the show. <laughs> so, in the event that you are just now turning into this wonderful podcast, you just tuned into Weekend Pearls. I am your host, Tori, and I have my special guest with me this evening. I have Justin McDade. So, Justin, I already know, and 
your doll collecting is so fascinating to me. Do you happen to have any other upcoming projects or anything before we get into the rest of the show? Sure. Um, so some of the projects I really can't speak on now because they aren't finalized. But just to kind of give you like a little history of... Is, it, is this like Beyonce? Oh my goodness. Oh no, you know, I, that just drops automatically. You know, there's no there's no advertising before. No, um so in this in addition to like the actual toy collecting, dog collecting and the selling online, I'm actually um a freelance kind of doll designer. I say that loosely because I am not the most talented person. I'm not a great pattern maker. <clears throat> I'm not a great sewer. I'm not a great face artist, you know. So you'll see people customize dolls and they'll repaint the faces and do all these wonderful things. So I am definitely not one of the greatest people that can do that, but I do okay. And one of my um, dolls that I did do a custom um, character of got attention of the actual actress who the doll is up. So, um, I'm a big Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, and if y'all remember, um, the second yellow Power Ranger, Aisha, the black girl with the blades, uh, braids. So, I made a doll that looked just like her. I recreated her outfit from the movie, and I did uh, a custom of her using one of the Fresh Dolls. So, the Fresh Dolls is a black-owned doll company. Um, they used to be in Target. They're kind of still in some of the Walmarts, and some of their new wave of dolls will still be coming out in the future. Um, so, I used her, um, one of their dolls, as a base for her custom and she absolutely loved it she loved it so much that she reposted it on her page and it got a lot a lot of likes and lo and behold because i used um that company's doll it got the attention of their design team so their creator dr lisa williams and their creative director they actually reached out to me to become an intern for their company so I did intern for the Fresh Dolls company for about a year and a half and I did like some administrative work I did some suggestions on some of the, the designs uh, for that company so that was a great experience actually being able to be an intern for a doll company and that has led me to meeting some very noted um, designers who have worked for Mattel and Hasbro and Spin Master and some of those projects I can't talk about in full yet but I'm very very excited that I've been able to not only just meet these people but really just to kind of get to know them as people and so I don't want to drop their names uh, but I think most people who follow my social media probably know who they are already but hopefully I'll be working on some projects with them we'll see so Justin just completely explained why that all the guests that we'll ever have on weekend pearls will be so diverse this is just amazing to me. And, and, and again, I'm pretty sure that some of our, our you know, listeners are kind of curious as to who, what, when, why. Again, our guests are so diverse that this is going to be a platform not only for myself, but I definitely want to ensure that whomever decides to be a guest who we introduce, who we invite, whoever the case may be, that they have an opportunity for one, that the platform that they're utilizing, that we're both utilizing, matter of fact, have an opportunity to really share their story. But then also, too, I'd be the first to say, 
I did not know in the hill of beans and the navy <laughs> bean can that says great value. I had no clue that it was that in depth. And again, looking at the videos, and again, I have to plug them. I got to let you know, man, you got to go look at these videos because the videos are, they're entertaining. So let me just go and put that out there. He is hilarious, but they are so entertaining. Again, you can find him on YouTube. Joyeux Anjou. Again, I know that was French. If you need to get your life together, Google Translate. Joyeux Anjou. Yes. J-O-U-E-T-S space like you're writing. E-N space like you're writing again. J-E-U. And that means translating the English toys and play. And that is Justin McDade. It is amazing. Like it's really one of those things where this is so foreign to me that I am totally hooked into it. It's very interesting. And then also, too, Justin is a very dynamic and unique person altogether. So to really hear him speak so passionately about it and so fluently, it just makes me smile. So, Justin, I mean, man, do you have anything else going on? I'm like, I, I might even want to go buy a Barbie. I, I don't know. I just I don't know where I am. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for the love on that. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll just say this and kind of like my kind of final words about the doll stuff. It's really a mission. You know, it's not just about, you know, some people feel like people who are doll collectors, you know, they don't want to grow up or they're childish that you're playing with dolls or toys or action figures. And just to be clear, my, my, my taste in toys it's it's diverse you know it's not just dolls it's action figures it's it's power rangers it's star wars it's everything you know so it's not so you'll see more than that in my collection i am i'm also a cosplayer so i'll go to comic book conventions and i'll dress up as different characters my current one that i'm doing is the red power ranger so it's just you know it's a lot of different diverse things that i do in the toy and comic community um but what i will say about doll collecting in particular is I really find it a mission to really help bring diversity to the doll world. I think that we have had some wonderful um, doll designers and toy designers of different ethnicities but I think also we need more people that's kind of on those dis deciding bodies of what really can't be presented to kids so one of my passions is really getting something that for example dolls for boys it's important for boys to play with dolls you know it's not just about oh uh, a boyfriend for the barbie doll or any other doll series like that but for a little boy to see a reflection of himself, you know, he can have a doll that is a skateboarder or just a regular guy or just whatever. It's it's important that they see themselves reflected in a toy that they can play and interact with. Because again, people, I think, sometimes look at it as a girly toy, but it's really not. It's how kids emulate life. And they, they practice interactions with those toys because you'll see most dolphins kids if you put them together boys and girls the little girls will have our barbies the little boy will have his action figures and then those characters will be interacting with each other it's the same difference with you know the the male dolls that we are trying to make now is that you know make them something that little boys will want to play with but also again to help them to kind of just kind of interact better and just to learn more about self-development and that's the the mission that i'm on 
in the doll designs that I'm trying to establish in the doll community. Man, let me go ahead and jump in on this because you said something that actually plays a part in my history. So, quiet as a skip, Tori never played with dolls. That was never my gig, but I had this whole fascination with her. And if y'all know me, my luscious locks, but it's a different conversation. So, quiet as it's kept, I learned how to do hair. And my sister can really confirm if y'all want to check her out. She's on Facebook as well. She shows as my sister. So, if you want to ask Leslie about her dolls and how I chopped all their hair off and then put all this hair back in and then they had the latest hairstyles. It was not something that it, it, it wasn't more so about playing with the doll. It's just a look. I don't know what that was about, but I ended up learning how to do hair from a doll than doing from a doll to a person doing hair. But again, that was just another life. I had to let that had that flat iron go because my attitude was not the best. And, you know, but hey, it's one thing I do know. Once you learn how to do hair, you always know how to do hair. But I'm going to leave it on that one. So moving on. <laughs> so, Justin, first thing first, man, I am excited. And I'm here for this whole red Power Ranger outfit. And if I don't get a picture, I'm going to be really pissed off. So that's that you will re- you will be getting a nasty text message if I don't see it. So we're going to go ahead and get into some of the topics this week. And of course, you know, at the end of the show, we always have our pearls of wisdom. And, and it, it, it's going to be a mess this week. So just pray me through my circumstance. So. One of the topics this week that I really want to avoid, but I can't let it go because it just keeps coming up <clears throat> and it feels, how can I put this? I'm just to be honest and it's just in my ministry right now. And I just, I just, just give me a moment. I'm, I'm going to pause. Okay. I'm back. My, my feeling is that because of the chaos, it goes back to nurturing the home <laughs> Nurturing, not a home. I said a home. Nurturing the home and taking care of the people that are in it. Let's talk about Popeye's chicken. So, I'm not going to just go in completely. I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave a little bit in. I don't understand this chicken sandwich. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't even want one. I don't know what in unholy heaven... That is on that chicken sandwich. But I'm going to tell you what. I, I feel as though it's voodoo. It's witchcraft. Um, somebody had a seance to lit candles upside down. And the candles. I, I don't I don't want it. My, <laughs> my, my biggest concern is. Child is y'all that hungry. That in the midst of your hungriness. And that might not be a word. But it might be. In the middle of your hungriness. Have we not learned how to season chicken? And preferably, I don't do dark meat. That's just not that's not my thing. Now I might eat a leg and every now and again. I'm, you know, I might, but is a wing considered? So anyway, but I know what I like. But my thing is this here, babies. I just want y'all to understand. Behind a chicken sandwich that's on a potato bread. Because, you know, this this is going to get into my ministry. And I'm going to talk to y'all for a minute. Bear with me. Chicken sandwich. Angels that have been on this earth. And I'm going to go to my South Dallas days. So, if y'all just now turned in, tuned in, turned in, flip the channel, turn it up. And let me see who this is. Yes, you, you're here at Weekend Pearls. I have my special guest host. I have Justin McDade here. We're talking about Popeye's chicken. 
And I just told y'all that I don't want it. I don't want that witchcraft. That ain't nothing but a witch's brew. I refuse to sip, smell, or touch. So, going back to the chicken sandwich in respects to eating. I can't. I, 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 I'm here for it. I, I'm, all, I'm all here for it. My, my ministry is telling me that we are not taking care of our home because we have gone to the situation of where we have been involved in physical altercations of all ethnicities. That we fighting over a chicken sandwich, but you won't fight the vote. I'm going to sit back for a moment and just pause. All right, I'm back. Y'all mean to tell me that oh, with Food man. Network that y'all can't season a piece of chicken? And I'm 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 gonna give I'm gonna give y'all something. I'm gonna give y'all jewels right now. So hey, while y'all hustling, hotting, hooting, hollering about a piece of potato bread. Get you some brioche. Brioche. You know, today seems to be the day for French things and all types of stuff. It's brioche. B-R-I-O-C-H-E. And let me go ahead and get y'all. This this is my ministry. It's, 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 it's live and it's here today. So, guess who sells brioche? I'm just going to give y'all some stuff that's going to bless you. It's Walmart. I'm here. I'm done. They sell brioche buns for burgers. They sell brioche uh, buns for hot dogs. Hell, they sell brioche. If you don't know what brioche is, it's French. Get into this. B-R-I-O-C-H-E. Brioche. And if I misspelled it, I'm pretty sure I didn't. But just in case, Google it. That's where I am right now. Justin, I... Have you even had this sandwich? That, that's that's my biggest concern because I feel if you have, you have been um, fed with the devil. First of all, all I can say is Wuchale. because y'all y'all is not. Fit you said Chipotle. No, I said Wuchale. <laughs> Gazoon tight and and I got a napkin. <laughs> So you touched on so many different things. I'm trying to keep up. Like first of all, I think it actually is on a brioche bun, but I could be wrong. Child lies. Yeah. This it, it, from quiet as it's kept. I have sources in the streets oh, Lord, that are high and low. They say this on the potato bread. So a, a potato, a potato bread, potato bread, potato. B O not Pierce and Patricia. B is in backgammon. Huh? Potato. Get Come into again? it. Do what? Backgammon. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I think that the whole Popeyes thing. So I think it, it started with like a whole bunch of different movements. I think it was number one, a marketing plea. Can they please start with seasoning your food? Chaba. Um, and then I think it was I think it was like okay so people was like leaving the other chicken place because they were boycotting it and then it was like okay well Popeyes has an alternative so this is just my whole thing about it 
It's going to taste like Popeye's chicken. Why was people surprised that it was going to be good? And and second of all, they've always had the chicken sandwich. It just wasn't the featured item. So people just, you know, going this big old hoopla and having cars wrapped around the building and down the street. Popeye's ain't never been that busy in all my days that I've seen Popeye's chicken. So I hold on. I got to... Hold, hold on, Justin. I got a message, and you know something had just twinkled in my spirit, and I want to share with our audience. So, if y'all have not known that y'all just tuned in to Weekend Pearls, and it's it's a wisdom moment right here. So it's amazing how people don't want something because it's not featured, but it was available. But now, since oh, it's yeah. featured, everybody run to it. It's a message. Please carry on. Oh yeah. So it's always been there, and I mean that's nothing new. So, I think it's just because, okay, so they did this whole marketing plea, let's compare chickens. And then, people just kind of went on this, like, like you said, it's almost like voodoo. It's like they caused pandemonium. And my thing, like I was saying before, I don't understand why people just thought it was gonna taste any different i mean it tastes like popeye's chicken which is seasoned food i mean of course it was gonna be good like what else did you think it was gonna taste like though so then that's what kind of had me tripping about it and then like these long lines and people fighting over it i don't understand that i don't understand workers fighting with other workers and customers i'm not gonna lose my job on a chicken sandwich call it today and then really for me I didn't even have a desire to really eat it but I kind of got caught up in like the pandemonium too because I'm like okay well now I gotta have it so I will admit it was two occasions that I went to maybe like two or three locations to try to find it I refused to stay in that line like literally lying down the street again never seen Popeyes have lines like this before so the only way that I actually got the sandwich was when I was at the airport and they have a Popeyes in the DFW that was the only Child, way that I actually get off this hold on you are lie devil get off of her say them say them you say it's a Popeyes world at the DFW Child, they gonna be the Terminal C you gonna have helpers in DFW fighting over a pickle that ain't in that part. Uh, uh, yeah, well, first, well, first of all, you got to have a ticket to get up in DFW, so you just can't have no riffraff running up in there trying to look for no sandwich. Well, you know that old helper that got, she, you know, it wasn't DFW, <laughs> but she had got through there, honey. She had boarded the plane and had nobody to ticket. But hey, talk about this old nasty chicken. I can't, I can't with you. So it's actually not nasty. It's actually very good. But like I said, I don't know why people are surprised by that because it's Popeye's chicken. But I mean, I got it. I mean, it was a little bit of a line in the DFW. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's good, but it ain't worth fighting over. Child, I don't want that mess. Like, like, I, 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 this is my last two cents. We can go ahead and move on. First off. I need y'all babies to start tuning in and start downloading the Food Network app. Of course, this is not a paid advertisement for Food Network, but we always encourage you to inform yourself and also learn more than what you know right now. All right. So in my regular uh, uh, but voice. Food, but, uh, but no, Food Network don't always be seasoning. You know, they be doing like well, no, it, 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 See, Mm-mm. see, but Mm-mm. see, well, Mm-mm. clearly. I, I think Food Network, and again, this is not a paid advertisement for Food it's Network. Not, but we, but love food I, Network. we love Food Network. And I, I mean, hell, I can cook. But I know one thing, and I'm going to leave this alone. Babies, if y'all are listening, 
it's not worth body slamming nobody. This uh-uh. time I'm emotional. Oh Jesus, just take the wheel off. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Get y'all, get y'all some paprika. Get y'all some cayenne pepper. Maybe if y'all won't get y'all some slap your mama season. I don't know then. I, I, I don't even. I don't know. Mm-mm. I, I don't know. Get you some old. T- Hold on, because everybody in Louisiana gonna laugh at me because I got Tony Saturus. Don't act like y'all don't know how to season this chicken. First and foremost, season is important. But babies, if y'all have not paid attention, run that old good piece of chicken meat and use some buttermilk. And the last thing I'm going to say about this, and I know I'm going to offend a lot of people, is that um, I, want y'all to real, I want y'all to listen real, real close. And this is, this is a food emergency. Pace yourself because it might take some people further than they should be. All right. I had to brush my bangs. I'm back now. People. Br- brush your what have- now? Let's not do it. You inter- I, you interrupting the mood. I, yes. <laughs> All right, now back into my special moment. Um, this is going to take some people further than others. Some people are way back, and it's going to give them steps to move forward. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this from a peaceful and a kind heart that wants everybody to be nourished in their spirit, but as well as their bellies. You have to season your flour. That's all I got for the rest of this. I don't know. I, I didn't see too many episodes. People just Thanks. throwing. Please, thank you. Please and thank you. First off, all-purpose flour. People, let's talk about this. You're not baking, baby. Normally, you're gonna be you're gonna be the you're gonna be running this through a fryer. You might have an air fryer, baby. Y'all got to go ahead and season this flour. Season, season, season. I would rather. And I know this again. I, I know I'm gonna hear about this, babies. I would rather have to under season because I've seasoned too much versus try to season once my food has been cooked and done. You're right. And how do you season chicken that has been done and fried? Because that ain't number. That ain't number food grass. Well, you well, you, you, know, you gonna pull up parsley? I'm just asking. Well, I didn't s- well, I didn't see people season the flour, but they don't season the meat. I'm like, you got to do both. That's called That's, trash. I can't. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot deal. I'm emotionally um, in the up to right now, so y'all pray for me. So, now moving on to something that is, like, really... Um, it's going to change the mood and everybody again. We have our moments here on Weekend Pearls where, you know, we have giggles and all types of things. We have fun, but also, too, we really got to touch on topics that are really critical and, you know, as to what's going on in the world. So this one, this this is that's that moment this week. So um, we got to talk about the Fort Worth police shooting. And it's just, it, it still just trips me out. And I'm referring to a Tatiana Jefferson, you know, she's a 28 year old um, African-American female that was killed in Fort Worth. Um, most notably, even and this is what's really scary to me. Even I Googled, put your hands up, show me your hands. She pops up. And I want everybody to really stop and think what that 
looks like when you do something like that. And again, I just wanted to see what all the articles, you know, they had about her. Um, Put your hands up. Show me your hands. Her name was the first article that popped up. And that's again, that's a Tatiana Jefferson out of Fort Worth. She was 28 years old. Um, Again, she was killed by a police officer, uh, former police officer. Um, and what was really sad is the fact that again, she ended up, you know, she ended up dying, but what was even worse is for the fact that her eight year old nephew was in the room at the time she was killed. Um, what's crazy about this, and again, this has been reported and again, this is in the news. If you want to Google it or, you know, check out your local stations, um, website, officials say that the officer did not announce himself as a law officer prior to giving orders or shooting the woman. So my first question, so Justin, you, you I'm 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 gonna throw this at you because you, I, I I I'm I'm still kind of shocked. <clears throat> and I know a lot of people are like, well, why are you shocked? This is commonplace. You shouldn't be jaded when we come down to people being killed. An African American an African American woman being killed in her home and the police just do it. I don't know who you are. Oh, boom. There we go. So my question, and I'm putting this out here. So Justin, so just off the top with the climate of everything that's going on right now, do you just think police officers are just trigger happy with everything that's going on right now? I honestly think that it's only being reported more. I feel like all of this has definitely been going on. For many, many, many years. I know examples in my own community where it's been happening. I just think that because of technology, people with cell phone cameras, um, just just to how the news media works now, it's just being reported more. But I don't think that it's necessarily an increase. I think it's been happening all along. I mean, it's really unfortunate that we have, um, we're, we're just, we're living in a time that it's just okay to basically pull a gun and shoot. Um, it really, really just takes me to a different place. And the reason that I have an issue, especially like I don't deal with guns and stuff of that nature. I have a complex about it. I, I I've seen too many things. And for those that don't know, and again, you don't know my history, for those that are from Texas, look, I grew up in South Dallas, right there on Pine Street, 3715 Pine Street, the zip code 75210, for those that don't know. And then also, too, grew up in Oak Cliff, that's 75214. So seeing this and hearing this, it really takes a different um, effect for me. Just for the fact that you had someone that hadn't been doing anything wrong. And mind you, since now that the cops are being required to keep not all cities. And I want to make this very clear. Not all cities are being required to have that chest cam. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, again, look on the website and they'll definitely give you more information what's required for the police officer, especially when it comes down to the webcams that they actually have on the chest cam, excuse me, that is there. Not only is it to protect the police officer, but it's also expected to protect those, whether they're being apprehended or those that are being around during, you know, during any type of altercation or situation, what have you. 
so it's being recorded um but for this particular situation where you had an officer that didn't announce themselves no prior orders or anything else put your hands up show them your hands and boom unacceptable it doesn't make any sense and and even really looking at this situation right here it's really it saddens me um because it is a white police officer and it happened to be an african-american female that was killed and so we already know that within the news it's just been rampant where we've had so many instances where we've had, you know, unfortunately, it's been white police officers that have been killing either black African, black males or it, it, it doesn't matter at this point. It's like either it's an African-American male or an African-American female, African-American child, whether it be male or female, that's where it's been so far. So it's, it's just really just really unnerving. Well, I'm just going to keep it real. So, I live maybe four blocks away from the apartment building where both of them, John, was murdered. So, this really hits home for me. So, this is not a, oh, just a news story. Like, I feel really attached to these stories because this literally happened, like, across the street from me. So... With that in mind, I just kind of feel like, like I said before, I think things have been happening like this all the time. It's just being reported now. But I also kind of feel like things are spiraling out of control. It's like we keep seeing reports of like these officers saying, oh, they were afraid for their life and this, that, and the other. But it's like they don't follow protocol. Like, if you look at the Amber Geiger and Botham Jean case, you know, she allegedly went into an apartment that she thought was hers. But, you know, there's some side notes. I want to talk about that. But and but even at that, you go and you her her initial statement that she said is that she was not trying to disarm him. She was shooting to kill. That was literally her statement. And so it's like, even at that, you're a trained police officer and you admit you were intending to kill, not to disarm, which is your training. And then even in this case, as you brought out about, you know, Anisha, uh, I don't say her name incorrectly, but the young lady in Fort Worth, uh, Miss Jefferson. Um, but he doesn't announce himself. So what do they expect to happen if you don't follow, you know, official protocol? And I think, unfortunately, I think African Americans, brown people, minorities in general, they have been disproportionately escalated in situations where police do not follow protocol. And it's like they don't feel like we have the rights that others do and that's the unfortunate observation and it's not from a place of oh oh we feel so slighted and now we're jaded about everything that happens in an inter in a altercation with the police officer and a civilian it is literally this has become the narrative now this has become normal it's not just oh isolated cases it is one after the other in for some reason, we don't get any type of clarity to say, well, what are we going to do about it? You know, we have these police officers who say they fear for their life. Well, what about your police training? What is going to be done to prevent this from happening again? 
So my my biggest question again, and 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 honestly, and I really had to think about this is almost now commonplace, and it's scary to really think and say out loud that this continues to happen, whether it's here in Texas, where it's in any other state for that matter, and it's not been um and it's it's really scary. It doesn't make sense in a lot of ways because, again, we're still living in a very precarious time in the United States where racism, unfortunately, continues to show its ugly head more so often than I've ever seen. And I know for me, I'm like, I'm mixed. You know, I'm, I'm black and white. And again, I'm a, allegedly I'm 32. So I've been in Texas quite some time. And again, I grew up in the 70s going into the 80s and having even having parentage. And I've been a witness to this. And I'm going to give you give you a story and it's going to trip you out. And I hate to put this city on blast, but it's just it is what it is. Um, So I remember this one time and my sister, she can confirm that, you know, we all went down to Terrell. If you're not familiar with Texas Terrell, that's about maybe 30 to 33 miles away from city of Dallas. And so, you know, we got family that's in Terrell, Crandall, Kaufman, you know, in those areas. Um, and so we happened to go down there. We were going down there. Um, we're going down to Washington Heights and it is the project standard, but we're going to visit family because we had several cousins. Um, we had our grandmother and grandfather that lived there. I had an aunt live over in there. So we were basically going down there, you know, family come down there regardless of where you are, they're coming. And so funny thing, I was driving my dad's black Jeep Cherokee and I didn't know that the taillight had gone out. So... I had my sister that was in another vehicle in front of me and I was in the Jeep Cherokee. So the police ended up stopping us, stopped us actually both. And what was crazy is that he said, you know, you got your, you got your drive last night, whatever case I showed him. And I was talking to police officers and they happened to be, and they happened to be white police officers. And we were talking to what have you, like, did you know that you had a, you know, Tell like that's out, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not, whatever the case is. And I told him, I said, yeah. I said, he asked specifically, say, hey, why are you down here? I said, well, I come to visit my aunts and, you know, my aunts and my cousins. He said, really? I said, yes. I said, sir, the young lady up in the other car in front of us, that's my sister. It's if you want to here, you can look and see my last name is Magnuson. Her last name is Magnuson. This man giggled at me. He said, seriously? I'm saying, yes, sir. So to try to, I guess, maybe catch me in a lie and what have you, he politely had my, my driver's license. He walked up there and looked at my sister's ID. And I heard him say, wow. Shocked the hell out of me. And he let us because go. Because Leslie is brown skin. So, so everybody understand that my sister and I, we have the same parentage. My father was white, my mother's black. I'm the light bright. My sister's darker. So the police officer did not expect us to be of the same kin at all. And so it just reminds me that people have this perception 
and they're not they're, sometimes people are not aware of their um racial bias i will say especially when they're confronted with something of a true nature they're really quick to deny it or really quick to blow it off and laugh at it in this situation with uh, tatiana jefferson I don't know if that was particularly prevalent in that, but what's scary is that in both situations, we have people that have authority. Their job is to protect and serve, and we're in a situation where that's not being done, and that's a scary thing to know because we are so quick to aim and shoot versus getting to know what the situation is prior to. And what even, again, this situation just makes it worse, though, is just because now you have an eight-year-old boy that is going to be forever traumatized because he was a witness to this. So I don't know, honestly, what the... <laughs> it, do I think this will happen again? I'm pretty sure it will. And I don't want, again, I think police departments across the United States, there's good cops, there's bad cops. Are the great things happening? Absolutely. Is there corruption? Absolutely. Because I'm not going to sit here and play like there's not bad things going on. But for those that are doing a great thing and doing the right thing and are really protecting and serving, kudos to you and thank you for what you do on a day-to-day basis. On and off work. Thank you. But for those that have taken a position, and I, I want to reiterate, taken a position of authority, not that it was granted to you, but taken a position of authority and taking advantage of that, screw you. Because what you're doing is that you're taking innocent lives and destroying them point blank. And, it, and it's just a sad occasion. I think, unfortunately, um, we live in a time period where we don't have the true, the the true full essence of our civil liberties. You know, we should have the ability to go at a, at our ease, go down the street, to be in our apartments enjoying ourselves, to go into a store and not automatically be accused of something. <clears throat> but unfortunately, that is not the type of world that we live in anymore. I can give you some perfect examples. As a grown, dark-skinned black man that's almost 40 years old, I'm scared to go out at night. And it's not like a morbid fear where I'm like, oh my God, something's going to happen to me today. But it is a fear of what is the perception of me today. So I think that's another reason why I know you kind of joked about it in the beginning of me saying things really articulately. I have to present myself a little bit differently because I'm a larger person. I am a, I'm not uh, necessarily tall, but I have a bigger frame than a lot of people. I'm dark skinned. So I have to present myself way less prominently than other people. So I have to almost kind of be meekish in a way where I have to kind of be so, so this so that people don't automatically accuse me of stuff. Um, some other examples that I know real life that have happened to me recently um i sometimes i go to the gym late at night just because it's easier for me to go at night sometimes i have insomnia and it's just best for me to go and work out 
So one evening I went out to the gym and I came back and I stopped at a car wash. And so I'm there cleaning my car. All of a sudden it's like three, four cop cars pull up and they're like, what are you doing? And I look at my hand and I look at the car. I'm cleaning the car. So they say, well, I just find that suspicious. I'm like, okay, well, is the car wash closed right now? She said, no, it's a 24-hour car wash, so am I not supposed to be here, officer? You know, just literally asking questions. Wasn't smart about it. And he was like, no. So, of course, they asked for my, my license and this, that, and the other. And so um, I asked, am I being detained? No. I said, well, should I just get back in the car and go home? Yes. So it's just situations like that where I just kind of feel like, yeah, it may not be good situations to be out late at night at a place such as a car wash where people could think maybe you're doing a drug deal or something. But I just think the unnecessary amount of police, three, four cop cars, and then the the, the main police officer coming out with his hand already on his holster. I'm like, sir, I'm literally cleaning my car. Another example, I was just driving down the street one time and got stopped by a police car. And, you know, wasn't a tail light. I didn't run the light. Uh, he said, well, I think you could have you could have eased off on the yellow. But I said, well, sir, did I run it? He said, no, but you could have paused a little bit longer. So, you know, go through the whole spiel, license and registration. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. So it's just like they find unnecessary reasons, I think, to really bother people. And then that's when we become overly defensive. And they don't understand that a lot of that is reaction. And it's not because, oh, we just want to find a problem and, and now we want to just pout about it. It's like they find ways, I think, to pick on people. And it's really unfair and so for me I find myself overcompensating to be like I said before really articulate to not seem offensive to people even in the workplace like I have to really like not use a commanding voice because people just find that so intimidating that you're this big black man and it goes all the way back to slavery you know they've always felt like we had to be controlled or contained in order you know for things to work out better and I know that's going to be a deep subject but that's just honestly how I feel Well, it doesn't shock me at all. It's just really interesting to even hear how diverse the situations can be, even from something so simple from going through a yellow light, which is not illegal, to even cleaning your car out at a car wash. Like, seriously. So, it's the spectrum is not limited about what foolishness can happen. So... Just a PSA to anyone that's listening to this. Just be careful. That's, I know it's kind of like really generic to say, and it's just like so simple, but in all honesty, right now in the climate that we're sitting in, the best thing to do, keep in mind, because the first thing, honestly, that a lot of people will expect you to do, even police officers, again, they're looking for somebody to act a fool, to be belligerent. And to become irate. And again, remember, you can get charged for all those things. So keep in mind, keep a clear head like Justin said. Just keep a clear head and clear mind. Because, again, 
we don't know what we're dealing with, especially when you're technically the innocent bystander. You're encountering a situation you have no knowledge of. You don't know the mindset of the individual. You don't know if they had a bad day, good day, or indifferent day, or just I'm like, oh, I'm just about to get these people together. We don't know. So the best thing we'll say is, guys, just be careful out in these streets. And again, for those that are not doing what they're supposed to do, take your ass to the house and stop doing that, please. And thank you. you you're right. You're right. And I just want to add like three more comments to what you just said. I think two people need to stop drawing attention to themselves. You know, I know that there is a culture right now amongst young people. And it's not just urban youth, what we consider, you know, black and brown. I think it's all youth. But I think that, of course, the black and brown, you're going to stand out. So, you know, the whole sagging of the pants, this whole really sloppy look when you go into stores, um, this whole kind of we're going to wear hoodies everywhere and these really big backpacks and things, those things draw attention. And I know people think that's an urban style and it's cool and all this, that and the other, but it draws undue attention to yourself. And it's not like we're, we're, we're saying that you shouldn't be yourself and you shouldn't feel comfortable just being how you are. But if you know that there is any probable cause that somebody can find for you for no reason, they can just start to suggest things about you just by the way that you look. I know that we don't want to say, oh, we need to make ourselves overly conscious about things. But you do. Because we're in a battle right now where it's life and death. You know, it's no longer just, oh, isolated incidents. You know, young people are being targeted for no reason. And I know a lot of young people, they like to horseplay when they go into stores. And they like to draw attention and be loud and things like that. I've seen it. And I've asked young people to stop in the stores myself. I'm like, realize what you're doing. You're drawing the attention of everybody in this store on you. And it's just important that we carry ourselves in a way that's not only just dignified, but then too, like I said before, you don't want to be overly conscious to where you feel like you just can't be yourself, but just be smart about it. Know your surroundings and be careful. Man, you, you said that in a mouthful and I appreciate that. So, guys, we are coming down to our last segment of the episode. And I know y'all going to laugh at it because clearly it's, it's a theme tonight. Hoodie Victory. Apparently, it's an all-white party. So, let me tell y'all just a little bit about this. Um, this was, was, you know, this was actually reported from the Huffington Post. Um, so, give you the lowdown. So, you had former assistant football coach John Hoskins told reporters just a second record, set the record straight. I'm not a racist. And you're going to find out why he said this <laughs> but you're gonna laugh at it <laughs> he said i don't mean it in a negative way he's a high school football coach in north carolina that had to resign on i want to say two sundays ago after posting a video on social media in which he yelled get this one moment and i'm not talking about flower he said white power and then added a racial slur so just a little backstory on him. John Hoskins, he's a 30-year-old assistant coach, let me say former now, at Knightsdale High School. And again, this is in North Carolina. Um, the reason he did all this, because apparently he was celebrating a team victory with a group of friends who he says were both black and white. When he also said at that time, I still love you. Mm. Yes, he used the N-word, 
with the ERS. Exclamation point. <laughs> For some reason, Hoskins decided to shout the slur at a bar and post a video on Instagram. Yes, y'all, I've, I've seen the video on Instagram and like, yes, it's real. So Hoskins decided to uh, later delete the video, but it had already been shared with the school administrators. So he also, you know, during this interview, he said that, you know, it looked bad and he, he insisted that he didn't mean anything by it. And he wasn't trying to be offensive by it. But he said, just to set the record, and I quote, I am not a racist. So Hoskins told his local um, TV station, it was WTVD TV. Child, that's North Carolina for you. On two Wednesdays ago. He said, I didn't mean it in a negative way. So, <laughs> but this is the thing, though. He had an opportunity for one just to let it ride. But then this is also, too, you know, he said, a print said, 15 seconds of fame in the wrong way. I've ruined the last 12 years of my career. Now, I'm I'm just going to set this cup of nothingness. And just knock it off the table. Why? I don't understand that. Again, this goes back to it. And, and again, I don't want everybody to think that this was the theme of this is going to be some mud of a racial kind of tension type of thing throughout the, you know, the show and what have you. But again, I want everyone to understand, too, if you're tuning in, this is Weekend Pearls. Yes, we're going to cover situations and things that are happening in real world, real time that, yes, they'll probably make you uncomfortable. You probably won't like some of the rhetoric. You won't probably won't like some of the commentary. That's okay. The biggest objective that is going to be, especially in like this situation, is for the fact of it being heard, being discussed. But also, too, the more we discuss and talk about things of this nature, our job, each of us, listening, talking, whoever may be tuning in, our job is to do our best to eradicate these moments. And the easiest way to do that is, for one, is to stay informed. So my biggest question on this idiocy that is contagious, apparently, by just sneezing and walking. As an educator, because, again, you know, this is a football coach. As an educator, and Justin, I'm going to throw this at you. So do you think... Because we're in the South. Do you think, and again, this guy's only 32. So my question would be is that have we missed something when it's come down to our um, educators as far as racial sensitivity? Because even for a football coach, and again, mind you, he's gone to school. He, you know, he's got this education degree, blah, blah, blah. I'm still confused as to how he got here. Is it is it something in the teaching that we're missing? I, I'm confused. No, sir. It's in how you raised. You know, I would think if he was 62, I think this would be a different conversation. Not that it would make it right, but at least it would be he grew up in an era of like segregation and where the racial tensions were really against the law and all of that stuff. But if you're 32... Sir, go sit down. You should know better by now. Like, I really think that's beyond uncalled for. And if you just sit up and do some a uh, 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 white power, I mean, I mean, come on now. We're not, we're not gonna do that. 
and no, we're gonna use the N word. I just find that so beyond egregious, asinine. Like, I don't think that's any excuse to make either one of those statements. There, there's no, there's no recompense for that at all. Well, I. It's, it really, and again, I'm totally in agreement with you. Now, had this man been 62, and I'm going to say this so that everybody's definitely on the same page, I'm not excusing his behavior by any means. Whether you are 32, 42, 52, 62, or 92, that's still unacceptable. And I, I just don't get if he was 62, and again, we have to understand for those that are from the South and have dealt with racism in that respect especially when you've been raised and born and bred in the South, there are nuances of racism that can happen at any given point throughout your day. Whether you at the store, whether you're at the bus stop, whether you're at the gas station, you washing your car, hell, even going to pick your kids up. So those things for even, and it just really just shocks the hell out of me for him to be okay to do that. What's really crazy though is that he tried to go back. So everybody, so you understand. So he tried to go back and try to delete the Instagram video. But we have to keep in mind, once that video is posted, baby, it is fair game. And baby, when I tell you them kids caught that video, got him. (laughs) Got him. So the only thing that I can say as far as our educators in dealing with racial sensitivity, I don't think it's more so sensitivity in the sense. I want to say it's more of racial and race education so that people will understand in the long run. When you start having these moments of saying those things and you were okay because you were with black and white people as though that was okay, you have to understand that that has history of a horrible connotation that is based upon (laughs) hurt, pain, and disgust. That's not something that you will want to just... You know, inadvertent. Oh, hey, uh-uh, no, not that. That's not okay. And what makes it even worse, even if he were not white, if he was African American, honestly, there's no difference in that. We're talking about kids. We're talking about a football coach that has influence. That is, again, this is my opinion. But you have the power of influence. On children that are growing and then we have those that are teens that those that can be easily influenced you have an obligation you have you have an obligation as an educator to ensure that for one that you don't send the wrong message because those people that you were saying this because the team won you're spreading that influence and you never know who's paying attention to you. You might be the result of someone getting racially profiled because that young man that was on your football team that happened to, hey, he could punt the hell out of the ball, but he ended up going to the police, you know, police academy. He ended up becoming, you know, a patrol it's child, highway patrol. And guess what? He intentionally racially profiles 
African-Americans or those that are not of Caucasian persuasion to, you know, harass them. So as an educator, again, I don't know what it's going to take. It's just very just unnerving to know that even someone that young, especially that I had to go back to that young, I would expect. And again, if you're from the South, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I would expect for somebody at 62 in North Carolina, I would expect them to say that. But for a 32-year-old, that means that there's a generational racism that has not only been passed down, but now is in the situation where he's comfortable. Who in the hell? <laughs> that, that, that's all I got on that one. Yeah, way too comfortable, I think. I think that there is a difference between having pride of oneself versus using a racial epithet. And I think in this particular example, some people don't know how to disconnect what they're saying. And there is no way that he can talk out of that. It It's a racial statement, period. You know, there is no such thing as saying, oh, you know... My good Irish boys, you did good on good job on this. No, you made a racist statement. And there's no way that he can excuse himself. For me, I think that there needs to be more psychological evaluations for educators, police officers, medical personnel, anyone who has a direct impact and like you said, the molding of someone's life or impactful decisions about someone's life. Those people I feel like need to go under more scrutinous screening. And I think unfortunately we see that repeated in the news where we have these examples of people denying people services, um, doing racial um, comments and treating them disrespectfully it's just it goes back to having better screening of people who are put into these key roles i think that's a major problem man you hit that right on the head and then on top of these backgrounds and really get an idea as to who these people are because as we already know hell you can sit up here and lie on the resume and be somebody different tomorrow than you were yesterday but still not be a good person so Ooh, so ooh, that, that just that just made my head hurt, y'all. It, it just it bothers me so much in a different place. But on that note, we have actually come to the end of our show. I know, y'all. We have been on here just jabbing, just jabbing away almost an hour and thirty minutes. Look at God. But hey, so one of the first things first before we go ahead and get out of this thing. I would definitely want to say thank you to our wonderful and special guest, Justin McDade. And again, if y'all need to get into it and I want y'all to get into it, Julie on you. If you ain't French, that ain't my problem. Julie on you. Google Translate, get into your life. You can find him on Instagram at Julie on you. J O U E T S A N. J-E-U, one word. You can also find him on Facebook as well as YouTube as well. Julian Ju. I'm telling you, man, y'all have to get into it. Justin, again, I really, really appreciate you coming on this evening's show. And did you have anything you want to leave us with before we get out this thing? I just find this hilarious how you said it correctly in the first hour of this video. Now it's Jouer Jouer I don't know what that was, but okay. Jouer en jeu. Jouer en jeu. Jouer en jeu. 
first off, the air's of silence. Julie Anjou. Thank you. I'm just saying, Google Translate. It, hold on, hold on, hold because y'all be trying to check me on the slide. Hold on, what what she say? Okay, one more time, girl. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, Justin, man, I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm definitely gonna have you, you back. You queued up? I can't. I can't. With yeah, you. You, you will. You'll, shows, be, you'll be back. But it's your show, so I'm gonna let you have it. Thank you, sir. Man, I appreciate you. So, hey, guys. So, this brings us to the end of our episode this week. And, again, I appreciate everyone for checking in to Weekend Pearls. Again, if you want to reach out to us, definitely about any commentary, you got any ideas, you happen to want to be a guest on the show. Yes, I'm opening the door. You want to be a guest to get into this thing? Do you. Put yourself out there. Use the internet to your benefit. And, hey, you're promoted. That's what we do. Or if you happen to want to do some type of advertisement. Y'all probably saying he said advertisement. Please pull up your web dictionary. Advertisement. You already know where to reach us. You can hit us up at weekendpearls at gmail.com. You can always find us also too on Facebook and Instagram, Weekend Pearls, one word. Guys, I really appreciate you. And again, as you know, just I gotta pray on this one. We always leave the show with this wonderful thing. That might change somebody's life. The Pearl of Wisdom this week. Alright guys. It 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 kind of. It touched my heart. And I'm pretty sure it's going to touch some of y'all. Probably in a good way. Maybe a bad way. But you can't fix everything. So the Pearls of Wisdom this week. I hope y'all listening. Dirt. Is not a color. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Y'all have a blessed one. I appreciate you checking in. Again, dirt is not a color. Peace.